Welcome to your new Ad Voices podcast. My name is Elena Schulz, and today we will be listening to a conversation between Cassandra Hallett da Silva, Secretary General of the Canadian Federation of Teachers, and Winnie Namata, Communications Officer from UNATO, Uganda. Two women working for a trade union. Shouldn't be surprising, given the fact that in almost every country of the world, the great majority of teachers are women. But the reality faced within the structures of many organizations is different. This conversation was recorded during the Unite for Quality Education and Leadership Conference in Rotterdam in May 2017. Let's have a listen. So, hi Winnie. Hi Kazi, how are you? I'm well, how are you? I'm good. good. It's uh, nice to get to meet you and chat. Um, so, as you know, I'm Cassie. I'm Cassie Hallett, uh, Secretary General at the Canadian Teachers Federation. I've just been in this role about two years. Before that, I was actually Program Officer at the Canadian Teachers Federation in our Development Cooperation Program. So, I spent quite a bit of time in Uganda and actually was there when UNATU was formed as a union. So, uh, it's nice to get to chat with one of the newer members of staff because yeah. I haven't been back in about 12 years. Um, and I'm also a teacher by, by background. So can you tell me a little bit about who you are? And All right. Uh, my name is Bini Namata. I'm the communication officer mm. for Uganda National Teachers Union. I joined the union, I think, like seven years ago. And I'm the first, actually, communication officer oh, wow. that the union has had because I think when the union started out, we mostly had, like, a programs department. I think we didn't have more staff in administration mm -hmm. and all that so when i came in in the union it was uh, a bit uh, a bit uh, a bit tough because there weren't so many women mm. within the union and i think not very many young people and i hadn't had much experience with union work i haven't I hadn't actually heard about the union before i joined because um then I think they didn't have a lot of publicity about union issues and since I don't have a teaching background I didn't I didn't know that the union existed but when I joined I'm like okay this is quite interesting the work that unions do and uh, I think then with CTF we were running the Teachers Action for Girls that's program that's right the tag that, program yeah yeah, yeah mm -hmm. that, I think that's cool. the first program that I, I actually I actually did work advocacy work for, and um, I think um, it's it's been great so far. There's a lot of learning, a lot of learning to do when you're in the union, especially um, especially things to do with um, with how do you how to work with government mm -hmm. to try and get to see your point from your point of view. I think that's been one of the challenges that I've faced. So maybe you've, you've talked about a few of the firsts. You're the, mm. the first communications officer yes. in the union, and I'm actually the first woman who's ever been secretary general at Canadian Teachers Federation. So CTF is a lot older than 
UNATU. Mm -hmm. Our organization is almost 100 years old, wow. yet I'm the first woman, and I don't say that to mm -hmm. boast about myself mm -hmm. at all. I find it a bit shocking, actually, <laughs> because the organization will be 100 in 2020. Over 75% of the teachers in Canada are women, so it's a bit concerning mm -hmm. that it's taken this <laughs> long, and, and you mentioned that there weren't many women working in UNATU and in yes. leadership roles yes. in UNATU when you joined the staff. Mm -hmm. How have you found allies and support uh, so that you can be a strong woman in the organization? Yes, actually because the time I joined, we had two women at the top. We had a female general secretary mm -hmm. and a female president. Yes. So that really was a support because they supported us. Mm. The, there were a few other women, but not in uh, like senior management mm -hmm. positions. They were maybe in the lower administrative, like receptionist and right. stuff. But they kept encouraging us, and and uh, because of them, we looked up to them like role models. Like if they can do it, then I think I can do it. Despite the fact that many of the people in senior management are men, mm -hmm. we can still sit and discuss and agree, and I can bring out a point and actually make a contribution mm -hmm. to the union still as a woman. If yeah. the two of them can do it, then we can. But of course, as as you noticed, it's changed now. We now have two men at the top, a male general secretary mm -hmm. and a male president. And uh, we are still trying to, to get used to it and see if actually there will be any changes now in the dynamics now you have two men at the top and you have more men in the senior management than women so is perhaps then part of your role not in your job description or on your business <laughs> cards also being a mentor for younger women in the union and the teacher members that you not to represent do you find yourself in that role now as role model mentor yes, <laughs> yes actually i do because uh, i've been there I think longest among the the, mm, the, okay. the young women have been there longest. So it's of course it's not part of my job description, but they always look up to me like, oh, how do you, how do you do this? How have you managed to stay with the union for this long, despite these dynamics? Uh, yeah, many male bosses and <laughs> and all that. So yes, yes, I've been doing that. And and what's how how specifically do you encourage these newer colleagues who? joined the staff since you have the the women who are wondering how do you do it do you have any words of wisdom for them when they reach out to you for that sisterly support um yes but but also i usually uh, I'm, I'm a hard worker uh -huh. i usually try to be the best at whatever i do so i always um, encourage them we have of course these unofficial meetings and things mm -hmm. like that and I always encourage them to always try to do their best, not to look at themselves that, oh, as women, maybe the guy will do it better or something. I say, look at me as an am. Because for a long time, until last year, I was the only one in the communication department. Okay. So I did all the communication work and, and make sure everything was good, good quality. Mm -hmm. So I say, look, just look. If I can do it, you can do it and do it well. Yeah. You're reminding me of the expression to lean in. Do you know that that saying about leaning in? Cheryl Sandberg coined it. She's a senior executive at, at Facebook, CEO I think is her title anyway. She has a book called Lean In and the basic premise is about encouraging us as women not to hang back, not to dote ourselves because we do it. I had to be encouraged far more times than I almost want to admit before I even would apply for the role that I'm in. 
the many people who encouraged me, I initially and very sincerely said, no, you're crazy. I can't do that. And I had a list of reasons why um, perhaps I wasn't ready or someone else might be more suited, including some of my roles as a woman and as a mother. All of that, I thought, you know, perhaps not me. So in getting back to the concept of lean in, it is about really encouraging us as women to step forward or around that meeting table, lean in, contribute, don't hang back and have the men who may more naturally and more comfortably (laughs) contribute and dominate conversation. We need to raise our voices and also help other women to do that and it, it sounds like you're really walking that walk it's uh, it's yeah. really encouraging yeah though i really want to know do you feel like um, since you're like a fast woman mm. like you probably general secretary in ctf probably you have um, a lot of people with all these expectations and and, and like can women do it i mm-hmm. mean she's the first woman do you feel that there's some indirect pressure to actually perform I do, and that's, a, that's something I've thought about a lot there. You know, I, ha- I have to back up one step to say I'm, I'm tremendously happy and proud and grateful to be in this role in many ways. It's a, it's a privilege to be Secretary General of a National Teachers Organization, yet as a woman, I definitely have felt and continue to feel at times that there is an unspoken but very palpable air of doubt around can she do it oh and she's also a mother and she's younger than some other secretary generals have been even though I'm older than you are I am you know most have been close to retirement whereas I'm not so there is this air of doubt or questioning can she do it and at times it's been suggested to me as well that the amount that I'm expected to do has been more than previous male secretary generals. Not to take away from the work they did, but there's been this combination of let's expect more from her, but also doting that perhaps I can't do it because I'm juggling being a mom and and all of that. So you've touched on a lot there, and uh, (laughs) it's, uh, it's a challenge every day to continue really honoring our profession and and doing good work without getting sort of mired in that really oppression of of misogyny that still exists. Even though I'm supported by so many men and women, there is still an undercurrent of misogyny um, that can get in the way of really, really good and important work. I think I I understand I was actually curious, do you have many young like young women and men working mm-hmm. in the union? Um, yes and no. So we're a, we're a federation, which yeah. means mm-hmm. our membership is actually organizations at mm-hmm. the provincial and territorial level. Mm-hmm. And we do find in Canada a lot of the leadership are still men. Mm-hmm. Yet we are seeing more and more women occupying roles as presidents, certainly. Also, sometimes as general secretaries and and senior level staff, mm-hmm. I don't have the exact statistics, yeah, but <laughs> but still we do see it's a challenge mm-hmm. to um, have women seek out and and stay in those roles because of some of the, the things we were already talking, talking about. about. So <laughs> we by no means have achieved any kind of parity in terms of reflecting the demographic of our teaching mm-hmm. profession mm-hmm. at about seventy five percent women in the leadership in our unions we still have 
significant work to do Um, and and part of that is for us not to add too much more to our (laughs) plates but to to encourage other women just as I had a lot of people encouraging me I feel it's part of my role to encourage, to encourage others. others. Yeah. yeah. And and it's actually the same in in mm. in Unatu because even when we had two people, two women yeah. at the top, still you could find that and we had a number of programs mm-hmm. meant just to empower women yes. into leadership. Still it didn't translate when it came to elections. Mm-hmm the women still shied away and they kept supporting the men mm-hmm. to to buy for this position so even when we had all these programs and all this mentorship they still continued to shy away from leadership but we won't stop no <laughs> because it will take years and years yes, right exactly. i know the two women you're you're speaking of very well they are some of my mentors <laughs> Deofista and margaret, and margaret and, yes. you know they are my mentors and and friends and despite having had their influence, I still needed encouragement and, and will continue doing that. So I want to thank you. One last question okay. from both of you as unions who are affiliates of Education mm. International. What can EI do to support you as you are still doing this you know, important work? And you mentioned, Cassie, that even in a country mm-hmm. like Canada where we might expect otherwise, there's still a long way to go. Mm-hmm. And you talk about mm-hmm. the same thing in, in Uganda. Uganda yes. As members of Education International, what can Education International do to support you? Did you want to start? Or? Uh, you did. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm still thinking about um, uh, Yeah, well, I think we're both still thinking. <laughs> I think one of the things that EI can do is continue to... Sh- I'll borrow a bit from Maggie um, McDonnell, who spoke earlier. Share the positive stories, share the successes, look for the solutions. We have to name the problems, absolutely, but in those, mm-hmm. look at the potential, look for the solutions. So where there are women successfully mm-hmm. thriving in leadership roles, try to figure out w- what and who is supporting that woman to do this work. How is she able to do this and really thrive mm-hmm. and succeed? It shouldn't be a surprise that she can, mm-hmm. but what is it? that makes it possible and share those successes because I could learn from other women who've thrived in these roles absolutely mm-hmm. and I, I think we need to do a bit more of that yes. and, and thereby encourage other women to step up to take that challenge so that would be one nugget from me. Yeah, I think that's the same thing that I thought of a kind of role modeling using the women and this success story use them and share the examples let these women come out and mentor because even even Cassie here needs mentorship yeah we might look at her and think wow she's made it but I think she still need continuous support absolutely yeah so I think the whole mentorship share the success stories like other women be allowed to actually share with other women how, how have they done it how, how have they been able to do that if I can support in that, then that would be really cool. Thank you both yeah. very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoyed today's podcast? Then don't forget to subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud.